0: I'm Brett McGarry, he's Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes.
1: And this week it's time for the June Movie Preview. Like I told you 15 years ago, the next level is coming.
0: The first movie of June opens on Wednesday. It's Entourage.
1: Diddy Chase. Ari Gold. I hear you got something for me. My first movie is Studio Head and boom, I want you to star in it.
0: Whatever I do next, I also want to direct. (coughs) Ari. See, so you know to do All right. Entourage was a comedy on HBO that lasted for eight seasons, wrapping in 2011 about a movie star and his three best friends as they move from New York to Los Angeles. That movie star was Vincent Chase, his best friend and manager, Eric, or E, his buddy Turtle, and his crazy brother, Johnny Drama, and their hijinks continue in this movie.
1: Holy. What? Ronda Rousey, the fighter. Oh, I love her. Oh my we know each other. You remember me? Didn't she used be really fat?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Their crazy agent Ari Gold is back. He's now a studio boss, and of course he puts his faith in Vince again, who appears to screw everything up again.
1: If this movie tanks, Vince will not come back from this. Neither will I, and neither will you. This could get ugly. Trust me, it's all good. Oh my God. The doctor say she's gonna pop any second. What's wrong? We got a sex tape. Oh God. I'm getting married. Oh God. We need more money, bye. Oh God.
0: I gave you a hundred million dollars. You agreed to not go over. Because you said I couldn't direct unless we agreed. It's like when a girl asks if you want to b- her hot sister, of course you say no. Neither of you really believes you mean it though. What is he doing here? The movie Vince is starring and directing in, by the way, is a modern-day techno-ravey kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Entourage is not getting the best reviews. Last time I checked, it was at 31% on Rotten Tomatoes, but ABC's David Blaustein
1: digs it. What'd you spend the money on, anyway? I mean, I know it wasn't on Turtle and Craft Services. You like the new spelled frame, huh? You look like Karen Carpenter. It turns out, with a head-spinning amount of celebrity
0: cameos and clever writing, Entourage the Movie is also the funniest episode of Entourage ever. Four out of five stars. David Blaustein, ABC News. That's actually one of the main criticisms I've seen, however, that it feels more like a long episode of the series than a movie. Entourage has always had its detractors. A lot of people say it's misogynistic because there are scantily clad women all over the place or whatever. I've never bought into that train of thought, but I will say the show did run four seasons too long because those latter seasons were not all that funny. I did always love the cast though, the chemistry they had was great and I'm anxious to see them together again.
1: Out this weekend, Spy.
0: Tell me where the bomb is. 10 seconds or
1: you're dead. Interesting. I'm the only one who knows where that nuke is. Well then in that case,
0: I'd say you'd better stop.
1: <sighs> oh my God, Wh- why did you do that?
0: I didn't do it on purpose, there's like a ton of pollen in
1: here. He sneezed and accidentally shot the guy who had the information he needed. And it's Jude Law making a rare comedic turn, but he is not the star of Spy. The woman he was talking to is Melissa McCarthy. When I quit teaching and joined the CIA, I thought it was going to be this amazing spy. And I'm still just the same boring person I was. You play it too safe. I just hear my mom's
0: voice. Just blend in, let somebody else win. Making a wave isn't always brave. Brilliant. Give up on your dreams, Susan just to write that in my lunchbox.
1: McCarthy didn't find a lot of traction with Tammy last year, but spies should do better for her. For one thing, it's from the guy who made Bridesmaids and the Heat with her, both hysterically funny. And McCarthy looks like she's in fine form once again. The movie's at more than 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it stars Allison Janney and Jason Statham as other spies in the CIA.
0: We've intercepted chatter that Rayana Boyanov
1: knows where that nuke is. She knows the identity of all our agents. We need someone to find the bomb without being detected, but it can't be any of you. We need someone invisible. I'll do it. Uh, okay. Thanks, lunch lady. I'm serious.
0: Don't let me down, Cooper. I will not. I will let you up. Stop talking. I will let you up.
1: Should I even ask how Statham and his British accent can work for the CIA? Doesn't matter, it looks funny. We're giving you a new identity. You will no longer be Susan Cooper. You're Penny Morgan, divorced housewife from Iowa. The confidence builder. You really think you're ready for the field?
0: Damn it! Who puts a roof on a scooter? What are you, the Pope? I'm sure a lot of British people. Live in the United States, you know.
1: Work for the CIA. Why not? I don't think so. I think it's one of those deals, you got to meet an American. It's all about spies, man. Come on. All right.
0: (laughs) Also out this weekend, something for the horror fans, Insidious, Chapter 3. My mom died a year and a half ago. It's like sometimes I can feel her around me. Mom? You have to be very careful. If you call out to one of the dead... All of them
1: can hear you.
0: <laughs> Jeff Braun really hates it when I do horror movie previews. The first insidious movie arrived in 2011 and critics didn't mind it. The second one arrived in 2013 and critics didn't care for it. Combined though, they've made over $200 million worldwide, which is very good for horror movies. So naturally, we have a third one. To Something's trying to kill her. I'm going to have to go to where it lives. How I move,
1: give her back
0: i have not seen either of the first two insidious movies but i can tell you that even though this is called chapter three it's actually a prequel an origin story about a teenage girl who is targeted by a supernatural force and looks scary it's feeding on her soul what's happening is she dying yes this world is your home we don't hurry, it's going to get her. Oh, bring her back!
1: Bring her back! You guys can bring her back! I'll be You're waiting right. in the dark when the pain finally kills you. No! <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that, Brett. <laughs> I am Cue so- the week of nightmares for me. <laughs>
0: God, Would it make you feel better if I tell you that one of my buddies uh, you referred to this movie as Insidious? Because he couldn't say Insidious. Oh, really? So he kept, He said Ins- Insidious, and we looked at him and said, <laughs> what, what did you just say? <laughs> oh, insidious. Are you going to go see the movie Insidious? Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Up next, from Insidious to Dinosaurs, The Couch Potatoes. June movie preview continues. Next,
1: you are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. Continuing now with our June movie preview. And on June 12th, it could be the movie of the summer. It's Jurassic World. It's not about control. Stand down. It's a relationship.
0: Based on respect these animals are thinking i got to eat i got to hunt
1: i got to you got to be able to relate to at least one of those things he was making a gesture pertaining to matters of amore, and he's talking about the Velociraptors. It seems Chris Pratt, the zookeeper in the now fully functional dinosaur park, has learned how to control the raptors, at least for now. But while the raptors stole the show in Jurassic Park 1 way back in the early 90s, they're supporting characters here. There's something much larger in store for us now. Every time we've unveiled a new attraction, attendance has spiked awesome. Corporate felt genetic modification would up the wow factor. They're dinosaurs. Wow enough. Bryce Dallas Howard is the ambitious scientist or whatever that bites off more than she can chew by creating a new breed. Yes, a brand new dinosaur. Bigger, smarter, and a lot meaner than the old T-Rex. She was designed to be bigger than the T-Rex. What happened to the sibling? She ate it. I don't know, this new dinosaur looks like a T-Rex to me, but it's still very menacing. Of course, the movie would be pretty dull, unless it got loose.
0: We have an asset out of containment! What is that? Her tracking implant, she clawed it out. How would it know to do that? She remembered where they put it in.
1: For sport. And it looks like Pratt, Howard, and company really have their hands full. What does become clear is that just shooting at it is not going to help. You got 20,000 people. You got no more boats. You don't have enough guns. If we do this, we do this my way. intelligent animal i'm stoked for this one and i will have a review of jurassic world next week all right i i just want to quickly
0: point something out here i know that the the this new dinosaur that they've made is supposed to be bigger and badder than the t-rex but they already did that in jurassic park 3 they had the spinosaurus
1: i know and it was was it like twice as tall as a t-rex I don't know if it was a, twice why, why as big. Why does that have to be bigger than a T-Rex anyways? The T-Rex was plenty big and terrifying, as we remember from the first one. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I guess they have to do it just because that's the progression of sequels or whatever, but it's it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, the, the The dinosaur in this doesn't look any different from what I can tell than the one in Jurassic Park 3, which was very
1: menacing, but it is still, I'm still excited to go back. Yeah. Well, and they got the Mosasaur now, the one in the lake. Yeah. And all the birds that are attacking and all this. What I don't like is that every time I turn on my TV, I see a brand new (laughs) commercial for this movie with... All different stuff in it? Yeah. So it's like, I'm I'm done. I was like, I don't want to see any more clips from this movie before I see the movie, or will I've seen the whole thing <laughs> in the advertising. I <laughs> know, if
0: you splice all the marketing together, yeah. you could probably see the movie without seeing the movie. Uh, more of the Couch
1: Potatoes movie preview next. You are listening to the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett, continuing now with the June movie preview on the 19th, although it might not open wide everywhere that day. It's dope. Hey! You go to high school in Inglewood, you think you're going to get into Harvard? I'm from a
0: poor, crime-filled neighborhood, raised by a single mother, don't know my dad, blah, blah. It's cliche.
1: Dope is a coming-of-age comedy slash drama about a high school kid in The Bottoms, a rough area of Inglewood, California, and his friends. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Malcolm Adekondi. I'm a straight-A student with nearly perfect SAT scores. He probably got like one of those photogenic
0: brains <laughs> You mean photographic memory? What'd I just say? I mean, yeah, you you
1: said it, reiterating. I play in a punk band with my friends and I'm a 90s hip hop geek.
0: You gonna say something or just stare at me?
1: That's Shameek Moore as Malcolm, sporting an awesome kid-and-play type high-top. At first, I thought it was set in the 90s, but it's not. Even though Malcolm narrates the trailer, the movie's IMDb page lists Force Whitaker as the narrator of the movie, so there might be more to this than meets the eye from the trailer. Anyways, life as a geek is hard in general, and as Malcolm learns, if you're a geek in the hood, it's even harder. A bad day for most geeks would be being the butt of jokes. Some brother really needs to invent an app like Waze to avoid all these hood traps.
0: It is time we started
1: expanding our horizons.
0: We're not going to a drug dealer's birthday party. But when you
1: live in the bottoms... Well, I'll go if you go. Okay! A
0: bad day could look like this. We were dancing, man. <laughs> if I
1: let this slide, we got what they call a slippery slope. You know what a slippery slope is? Dude got anything to do with skin. That's the local drug dealer and his gang and Malcolm and his friends have crossed them. One of Malcolm's buddies, by the way, is Tony Revelore, who played Young Zero in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Anyways, the drug dealer forces them to deal some dope for him. Damn! Don't make us
0: Do you have what I left in the backpack? Did he actually say I'll kill you and your friends if you don't get, get rid of these drugs or just you? Don't act like you weren't curious too. All we gotta do is find the white people. Go to Coachella, Lollapalooza. We don't know nothing about drugs. You do. We need to know if you're gonna help us.
1: Okay. That's Blake Anderson, he's on Workaholics and played one of the Grizzle guys in Parks and Rec. He's the white friend they were looking to make to help them unload the drugs. Dope looks like a fun take on what would otherwise look like a very been there, done that type story.
0: I don't wanna go to jail, I wanna go to college.
1: Ah, slippery slope. Exactly. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Malcolm Ataconda. Can, can you dig it? You can call me N-word, and I can't say it. Technically, you shouldn't be able to say the word. Why can you Okay, it? Because I'm 14% African. Four-
0: Ancestry.com. just
1: say the damn word. You're my mm. <laughs> It was a reflex.
0: Couch Potatoes movie preview continues next with something from Disney Pixar. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry with Jeff Ron. We are the Couch Potatoes. We're doing our June movie preview. We're on to June 19th. Also on June 19th is the latest from Disney Pixar. It's called Inside Out.
1: So, Riley, how was the first day of school? Fine, I guess. You
0: guys pick up on that? She did. Something's wrong.
1: Signal the husband. Uh Uh-oh. She's looking at us. What did she say? Oh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What is it, woman? What?
0: What if your emotions were real-life voices inside your head? That's what inside out is about. Focusing on a girl named Riley. It's a rather imaginative looking movie where we get to see people's emotions as characters where whether they're in Riley's head or her mom's or her dad's and those emotions live in headquarters which is kind of like a mission control in our brain. Riley has just moved to San Francisco with her family and she is not happy.
1: I'm Joy. This is sadness anger what this is disgust uh, and that's fear ah! we're
0: riley's emotions these are riley's memories they're mostly happy you'll notice not to brag i wanted to maybe hold one what happened sadness she did something to the memory is everything okay <laughs> i don't know Change it back joy 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 no Let's wait. Go. the core memories ah! no 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 ah! <laughs> Can I say that curse word now? Solid voice cast in this, by the way. Amy Poehler, Bill Hader, Lewis Black, Mindy Kaling, Phyllis Smith. She was in The Office, by the way, as was Mindy Kaling before she got her own show. Rashida Jones is also in it. Actually, she was in The Office, too. Diane Lane and Kyle McLaughlin are Riley's parents, and Riley is... Some girl I've never heard of named Caitlin Diaz, but I'm sure she has a bright future ahead of her. Inside Out looks super fun. The anger emotion in particular makes me laugh because he's this little square red guy. And he often has fire shooting out of his head because he's mad. Because he's a hothead. It's funny. Riley, I do not like this new attitude. Oh, I'll show you attitude, old No,
1: man. no, 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 Breathe. Is your problem? Just leave me alone. Sir, reporting high levels of sass.
0: Take it to DEFCON 2. DEFCON 2! I don't know where this disrespectful attitude came from. You want a piece of this, Pops? Yeah, well, look. Well. Prepare
1: the foot. Keys to safety position. Ready to launch on your command, sir. Ah! Just shut up!
0: Fire! That's it. Go to your room. The foot is down. The foot is down. Yeah! Woo! Good job, gentlemen. That could have been a disaster. Well, that was a disaster.
1: That does look funny. Another kind of comedy, definitely not for kids, comes out on June 26th. Happily Ever After only exists in fairy tales. Yet a talking teddy bear is about to marry his girlfriend.
0: I now pronounce you teddy bear and wife. May kiss the bear.
1: Proving that Americans don't give a crap about anything. Yes, everyone's favorite foul-mouthed teddy bear is back in TED 2. So I got some big news. Tammy Lynn and I are going to have a baby. That's awesome. Wait, how do you guys... We uh, we need a sperm donut. And he needs his old buddy Mark Wahlberg to help him out in that department because, you know, he's a teddy bear. But things are about to get a lot more complicated for TED. TED
0: Oh God, Teddy, look at this. It says if we want to have a baby, you're going to have to prove you're a person in a court of law.
1: This is a nightmare. We got to fight it. We'll get a lawyer and we'll sue the government for your civil rights. Fight the power. I'm Samantha Jackson. You must be Ted. Uh, yeah, Samantha Jackson. What's your middle name? Leslie. Oh my God. You're Sam L. Jackson. That's great of me, just like Sam L. Jackson. Who is that? That's Amanda Seyfried as a lawyer, and they're off to court to fight the power. Fight the power. They've denied you the same rights as everybody else just because you're different. Can you get me my life back? Ted, do you believe you have a soul? What did you think I would do at this moment? Objection. Overruled. Seth MacFarlane unexpectedly had a giant hit with the first Ted three years ago. It made more than $200 million in North America and $550 million worldwide. And it was funnier than it had any business being, given how stupid the premise is. By the way, it's also a lot more foul than any of these clips indicate. It's going to be a hard R for Ted 2. There's a lot of star power in the sequel. Liam Neeson, Morgan Freeman, and Tom Brady are all in it. And the Brady stuff had to be altered a little bit at the last minute to deal with his football scandal, as we hear from David Blaustein. After filming with Brady, Deflategate
0: happened and Brady was suspended. Tattoo star Mark Wahlberg tells me that will be
1: reflected in the movie. We've had to make a couple of uh, changes here and there uh, because of current events. So we... Uh uh, Walberg a little something in there. Walbert can be seen in Entourage, the movie, which he also produced and, by the way, loves. I've seen the movie probably 10,
0: 15
1: times. David Blaustein, ABC News. Blaustein's horning that Entourage movie in everywhere today, isn't he? Ted 2 will probably be one of the big comedy hits of the year, although I do sort of feel somehow like having seen the first one was enough for me. Oh, freedom, freedom, freedom. Ask you a few test questions now, you ready? Yep, bring it on. Do you consider yourself to be human? Objection. Sustained. No, the witness can't object. Overruled. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. Hearsay. Bailiff. Briefcase.
0: Disregard. In my chamber. Stop Beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally be lawyers. Thanks. (laughs) One more film to give you in the June movie preview, also on the 26th. This next one promises to be true sniffle bait. It's about a military dog serving in Afghanistan. The movie is called Max.
1: Wants us to stay put. (laughs) Nose of a dog, the heart of a Marine sounds like a hero to me you're so proud of you both oh you hear that max say hi
0: <laughs> come say goodbye to your brother justin
1: leave him be i'm just over here dealing with a minor insurgency he's trying to save the whole universe
0: that's U.S. Marine Kyle Wincott, played by Robbie Amell, video chatting with his family while he is in Afghanistan. His little brother Justin is too busy playing video games to care about what's going on. By the way, this isn't based on a true story or anything. Max is a Belgian Malinois, or is not Malinois? Anyway, he's a cool dog who serves with Wincott, and Wincott dies on the battlefield, leaving Max traumatized. Here's a scene of him at the funeral. And I think that's probably a scene that most Canadians will find very reminiscent of Danny, the police dog, of fallen Moncton RCMP constable David Ross, whimpering by the side of his partner's casket at his funeral last year. Back to the movie, Max has PTSD and he can't return to service, so he finds a home with Wincott's family instead, particularly his little brother, who's just a lost teenager.
1: Max bonded so closely with Kyle, he can't work with anyone else. Are you sure you want to do this? I gotta go take care of that dog or let me touch him. I can come
0: over and show you a few tricks. Max just has to know that you want him. It's a start. So was Max like a bad dog? Max was as good a
1: dog as ever passed through this facility.
0: I should point out that the people behind Marley and Me had something to do with this film, so I don't know what that means for this movie, but if you've seen Marley and Me, then you know what I'm talking about. It's Anyway, it's been a while, I think, since there's been a major release dog movie, and Max looks like a cool dog. Plus, despite the heavy subject matter, it ends up just being a family dog adventure movie like Lassie, where Max and Justin rally to be heroes and save the day. I want to tell you how sorry I am was the best friend that I ever had.
1: Tyler's someone you should stay away from. I'm talking about some bad business here. Your brother always wanted to be a hero. Look where I got him. What do you got in those crates? Dad's left a really weird message and just disappeared. Let's do this. Max, go search. Ah, it's just a kid and his dog out there. Let's go!
0: I'm not gonna leave here without my dad
1: we got the Air Jordan of dogs here,
0: man. And thus concludes The Couch Potatoes. June movie preview still to come. We're going to tell you what's out on Blu-ray and DVD. Also, there's a new trailer for the latest Mission Impossible film. We'll talk about all that next. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. You are about to embark on the most dangerous job interview in the world felt sorry for the boy, did you? He will find this humiliating. He's as much Kingsman material as any of them. We're here to enhance your skills. Test you to limit. To solve problems under pressure. Like what to do when one of your group has no parachute. Interested? Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes having a look at what is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD and Streaming and all that
1: kind of stuff on demand. What is this, Jeff? Kingsman: Secret Service, starring Colin Firth, which ended up being a pretty big hit. Yeah, I
0: made. Uh, I just pulled it up on Box Office Mojo. 128 million domestically, which isn't bad, but its
1: worldwide total was 403 million. That is some decent bank, and I guess it's supposed to be like a British Mission Impossible thing. Yeah, except that the recruiting stage where uh, Colin Firth is training the youngins. And uh, it was actually, uh, critics were okay with it too,
0: 74% rating on com. This was, I think, uh, I thought this would be a flop, so I'll yeah. be the first to stand in line and say I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong, because I thought it looked cool, and I think I've seen it's described as Tarantino meets James Bond meets, I don't know, something else. So, looks like a lot of fun. There you go. The, I... the Duff
1: is also out. The Loathsome, the Duff. The Duff. What was it? The Designated Ugly Fat Friend? Yeah. And about the... the I guess it's... I, I hope it's like the, the story about the swan where the girl grows up and blah, blah, blah.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I the guess Ugly I...
1: Duckling thing. That's what I was trying to think of. That's you Starring know... Anne from Arrested Development, so...
0: And Robbie Amell, who was in the, the trailer for Max that we just talked go. about. Also, uh, you might know him from... Flash and uh, the, another CW show called The Tomorrow People. He's half of Firestorm in The Flash. He's Ronnie.
1: Go. I don't know anyone who's seen The Duff because everybody I know is just like so repulsed by the premise.
0: But you know, at least it's an honest teenage comedy. I guess so. It's just so mean,
1: though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, I didn't
1: talk to any teenagers about it yeah.
0: It made $34 million It <laughs> cost 8 million bucks to make So I'm sure they, they deem that uh, success Is there anything else here that's There's notable?
1: Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 I haven't seen those I have seen uh, the low budget terrible 80's horror movie Sleepaway Camp 1 And I still have nightmares about the final <laughs> shot It's one of the great shock endings in Hollywood history <laughs> But it is a terrible movie So there There's that I guess like if you're like one of these horror nuts that loves all the horror stuff. That's a big deal. Sleepaway Camps two and three. You, everything gives you nightmares. I know. I only. I there's this podcast I really like where they're making fun of it, so I was sort of following along on YouTube. The whole movie Sleepaway Camp one is on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> and then they they talking about how insane it was. So I foolishly watched some of it.
0: I might just have to go home and watch it now because I want to know what the ending is. I think actually I I have an idea of what it is now. memories are starting to come back from junior high or grade school whenever the kids were talking about seeing this movie and I think I know what it was but but anyway uh, up next we're going to tell you about the latest trailer for Mission Impossible Rogue Nation you're listening to
1: The Couch Potatoes Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes I'm Jeff he's Brett and a new trailer came out this week for next month and my most anticipated movie of the summer Mission Impossible Rogue Nation You want to bring down the syndicate? It's impossible. Take your position. I have eyes.
0: The show is about to start. Got it. You and your team will answer for every wanton act of mayhem you are responsible for.
1: Now we are all wanted by the CIA. Awesome. Keep your seatbelt on. You
0: have to be down now! Hang on! This may be our last mission
1: make count. Tom Cruise, Jeremy Renner and Simon Pegg are all back for Rogue Nation as is Ving Rames in what looks to be a bigger role than his little cameo in Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol was pretty amazing so I have high hopes for MI5 but I had hopes for Die Hard 5 and that didn't really pan out. Cruise though far less likely to phone it in than Bruce Willis. After all, Cruise still does his own stunts, and Willis was looking pretty paunchy in that last Die Hard movie. The new trailer features a great new impossible mission for Cruise, involving him nearly drowning underwater, trying to, you know, do some stuff. Check out the trailer on our Facebook page and on our Twitter feed, Couch 68 is our handle for both. You have to get through 12 feet of concrete and 70,000 gallons of pressurized water without any metal.
0: No oxygen tanks. Benji, stand by to receive. Ethan, you ready?
1: Important point. If you haven't opened that hatch after two and a half minutes, we're both dead. No, no, no.
0: Ethan, do you copy? Ethan abort. So excited for that yeah. as well. And I just want to quickly mention here a couple of notes from Fox. They have made some moves this week. One of them involves Prison Break, and while it's, I didn't see anything official because they hadn't commented on it, it looks like they are, in fact, planning a limited series revival of Prison Break, which ran in 2005 to 2009 and that's great it would be like 24 live another day where it would be a 12 episode event series speaking of 24 fox is planning to move ahead with a 24 spin-off without jack bauer i think that is lunacy yes the show is cool and the real-time format is fun but jack bauer is the best part of the show he is 24 bad idea terrible idea that's all the time we have i'm brett he's jeff we are the couch potatoes remember if it requires getting them off the couch don't bother